DJ, drop a beat. Not another podcast. Not another podcast. Not another podcast. What the hell is wrong with you people? Not another podcast. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. James. I am sick and tired of everyone telling me I'm confused. Bryce. We're reckless, arrogant, stupid dicks. Big Jim. Wubble up a dub dub. <laughs> That's my catchphrase, remember? Samantha. I have one job on this lousy ship. It's stupid, but I'm going to do it, okay? Dan. I don't know who you are, but I have a very particular lack of skills. I will never be able to find you. Not another podcast. So, are we ready to start? Sure. Jim is still. Jim is still, um, his audio is still. Or if he, did you try disconnecting or reconnecting? Try turning turn it, it on. Off and turn it back on. <laughs> is it plugged in? I hate yeah, to say it, but restarting literally usually fixes everything. Yeah. And yeah, I'm going to go uh, log off and log back. Okay. okay. We'll okay. wait. Now he's His Amish internet, him. I don't think, can handle it. <laughs> he's, he His needs to top off power. the butter churn. He needs to put him a couple more carrots in front of that buggy. <laughs> Next week, they're doing a, a cell tower raising. So maybe that'll help. It's 5G <laughs> tower. So, you know, they're protesting it, saying it's causing cancer. Hence why oh, yeah, right. It's not <laughs> happening. We want the 6G. Boy. What the 42G? We refuse to want- have 5G in our neighborhood. I want Bill Gates made it. Is he Sorry. in Germany now? Yes, he's sure. a ger- he's a Russian German. Yeah. I just want yeah. I want cell speeds like other countries that are already like five G years ago. Yeah. No, you can't have that. It's asking too much, buddy. I know. Actually, you know what I want? I want socialized fucking healthcare. That's what I want. I was just gonna say you can't have the you know. Don't tell me what I can't world, have. Other good stuff like. Universal health care. Dude, you, yeah, you don't want cancer causing 5G in here until you've got universal health care. Seriously. But on top of that, I mean, geez, you know, kind of need one before the other. Well, Bill Gates all. is behind all of it anyway. So he's just trying to. The, the best meme to that, the uh, coronavirus uh, vaccine having a microchip in it is that the dude at the table that's like changed my mind and it's Bill Gates. And he says, you're not worth vaccinating or you're not worth microchipping. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Everybody carries around a microchip, a tracking device. Everybody already fucking does it. We we had that conversation with Ryan's parents because his mom was um, asked, asked us, uh, well, you know, your uncle, you know, if you could look up, said something about, you know, and I knew where she was going, but as soon as she said, Bill Gates. I was nope. just like, no, 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 nope, right no. The fuck out I was of this. like, not true. I was like, Whatever. Yeah, I was like, that's exactly like Ryan and I are both like, stop. <laughs> no, unless it's about him helping poor countries get vaccinations, yeah. that's true. Because all if it makes it's about microchipping people, absolutely yeah. not. But yeah, so it's just we were like, no, no, it's not true, and. You know, Ryan's like, I will find some articles for you. But no, I was like, it's not even physically possible to make something that small that has that much power to my guys. It's like, it, it, they have your phones. That's so all they most, need. At most, they would give you an RFID chip, which That's they can do because they're about the size of they're a grain of rice. 
the needles bigger than a traditional virus, like a vaccine syringe. Mm -hmm. It's a passive thing. It has no tracking whatsoever. I mean, it could track you if they put towers up everywhere and fucking monitored you, but guess what this does? Yeah, it does all that same shit and everyone has one. Yep. (laughs) And it looks at your search history too. (laughs) Kitty. No, that's that's actually Danny without his mask on. Oh, yes. okay. Hi, Danny. Yeah, I got a real big itchies right on the side of my face here. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yes. camera shy kitty. Oh, Wally. Oh, you want to bother me, but you don't want to be on the show. I see how it is. <laughs> so who's Vincent V? Oh, just you know, code name. That's the shittiest okay. code name in all of G.I. Joe. It was Mr. Big Tech. I mean, for your online on. dalliances? What is that? <laughs> yeah, it's for my only dance. <laughs> go to go to the back alley behind. <laughs> Ask for Mr. Vincent V. He'll give you a package. I want you uh, to take it across town to Mr. Big Tech. He'll have- give you an envelope. You take it to Bryce Wolf. Hey, Bryce hey, Wolf Dan. will punch you out. Take the envelope. Yes. Your job is done. It's yes, it's Bruce. actually only bros. Okay. <laughs> only bros. Only bros. See, I like my only dams. Totally dancing. The first thing I thought of was, okay, we have a new brothel in Menstrata's world, and it's like only Dan's. <laughs> it's like the oh, the yeah. Morty and the Morty strip club in Rick yeah, and Morty. Yeah, the awkward Morty. Yeah. <laughs> One dance for five. Two dance for ten. <laughs> or no, it was. It was it's the uh, only one bordello dance. in town, and it's the saddest bordello because <laughs> it's just a bunch of guys named Dan sitting around <laughs> with their everything uh, just hanging out. Hanging loose. That's the only, only Dan's dance. room. Guys, a bordello. Oh, no. No. Oh, no. Oops. A bordano. <laughs> a bordano. <laughs> I, was, I was reaching. And you've named the episode. That was good. Bordano. Nice background there, Bryce. You on site there, bud? I am. That's four the only dance shop. In there, bud, with your bob the four seasons. The there. <laughs> He's standing in front of the Bordano. You know, you know you're jelly. Except I'm missing Digging part of my holes. shoulder. That's all there's to it right there, huh? That's all you need. Do I got to get closer. There we go. There you miss, go. Just lean back. I wonder. Uh, I was just curious if you see if I can disappear. <laughs> oh, my God. That garage has a face. <laughs> Ooh, a green screen. Let's see if anybody gets that one. I bet Dan will. Hell yes, I do. Flowers <laughs> in the slums, bro. <laughs> uh, I can't wait till they announce it for PC. You know, honestly, I was really excited about it, but to be quite honest with you, I'm kind of pissed off that they're chopping it into three. And they're going to release them like two years every year. apart. I think they're every year because I think the second one might be coming out later this year. Fuck, it should be at this rate. And at this rate, I'm just saying, screw it. I'm not going to bother until all the games are out and then I'm just going to marathon it. They have the engine together now. So they have the engine, they have the character textures. So it should be a lot simpler to start putting the, the rest of them together. So I imagine it'll be about a year between each one. I hope. But the new rumor is that they're not going to do a, a PlayStation exclusive anymore. So like okay. they're not going to do that year that year buffer anymore. They're just going to say 
they're all coming out at the same time for all the consoles. So I'm fucking nice. excited if they do. What game oh, is yeah. that? Final Fantasy Seven. Oh, yeah, the remake. remake. I've so never played I, any I was of them. really stoked about it, but one of the things that bothered me was how dare uh, James can you kick her out of here. Hey, I couldn't. No, because if I kick her, I gotta kick myself. <laughs> the stupid shit was is that the game only lasted to the shortest part of the game. Yeah, so I, it was like they're uh, from my understanding, they're making Midgar like a much bigger part of it than it was in the original. Yeah, basically, and you get to get to the part where you're about to leave Midgard. Yeah, and that's where the game ends. As yeah, it is, which is kind of bullpucky, but whatever. Then you leave whatever Midgard you and you get to Asgard, the Hobbit Shire. <laughs> I was to say the Shire, but that's Middle Earth. A beaking so. we this will is nerd go. Talk. It is nerd talk. You'll let us have this moment. We haven't yeah. had one in a while. Well, well, let me let me ask you all because we're we're all gamers of of a type. What's a a, a great classic yes. game that you'd love to see remade and updated? Ooh, I have two. I actually was looking them up to see if they were working on them. Crinocross, uh, which was one of my fucking favorite games, and The Legend of Dragoon. I loved that game. I just want to play my Super NES. Remembers. Anything hey, after Super S- NES is the shit. Anything after Super NES, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> nope, that's I, I had a, I had, um, I still have it. Uh, I have a, a, a Xbox original, and I really only used it as a DVD player. So, <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. And then um, um, I have Steam, and I have a bunch of games, but hmm. yeah. It's hard because it's apparently some of the older games. He just left. Well, some of the older games they're really nice for just the way that they were. So I mean, I don't know. It's really hard because seeing what, yeah, I don't honestly fucking know because, like most of the games that I loved growing up, they remastered it already so like resident evil's already gotten a re-up um you well, know, they're getting Final a full-on reboot is now getting huh Re- the original resident evil's getting a full-on reboot well that's the thing they already rebooted it yeah but they're doing it again for well, I, I think it's, for it's a rebooting reboot it's a reboot of a reboot yeah but again at that rate i don't know because yeah it's really tough i don't know i don't know dark cloud is another one I got a lot of games. I played a lot of games. I like a lot of my old games the way they are. And honestly, I'm not trying to sound like a purist because if they did remake it, that's awesome. But the only game that I was genuinely excited about them doing a remastered of was Final Fantasy VII. VII. And that's because that game was so captivating for me. Yeah. I wanted to see more of the world. Yep. And other than that, I yeah, I'm pretty fucking content with Final Fantasy VII. Nope. My game console is trying to go to sleep, which is my only backlight. Because I, I was now currently playing Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and it's pretty fucking awesome. I was playing Jurassic World Evolution, and I really, really liked that game, but then it kept crashing. So <laughs> I had to uninstall it and reinstall it, and then I haven't played it. I want to play like Second Extinction. 
It's uh I've Steam seen game. the previews for that. Yeah. Yeah. It looks I've fun. seen previews for that. Yeah. You know what game would probably benefit from a re-up? Parasite Eve. Ooh, yes. That was, that game was awesome. That game was awesome, and mm-hmm. holy shit, was it in depth for the time. But yes, yeah, it would do really well with a re-up, I think. Yep, I would love that. I'll second that one. As long yeah. as they got rid of the turn-based combat. I'd like it as an option. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily have a problem with turn-based combat. I just... Oh, I'm kind of with you. I, I do like it when the battlefield's a little bit more open, but that's because I've gotten used to that with the games that I've been playing. Yeah, but I'm also very, very comfortable with turn-based combat. Uh, real quick, Jim says he's restarting his laptop. See if that fixes the problem. So he'll be. Oh, back. here's hoping it fucking works. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. He needs to go unplug the horse and buggy and plug it back in. <laughs> well, you know, he, maybe that he joke's never going to get old. He's had minimal issues, though. I mean, overall, but yeah, it sucks. <laughs> Did you guys see that uh, they remade uh, Goldeneye for uh, Xbox 360? Really? And it's actually it's out in the wild now. You can download it. Hmm. Well, that could be fun. Yeah. Like Danny Face, like ooh. ooh. So Ryan, Ryan could answer this question. I'm just like, uh, game, press buttons, do things. <laughs> hey, Donkey Shoot. Kong Country was the shit. <laughs> I miss Mega Man. Fuck yeah, I loved Mega Man. Mega Man, was yeah, I kind of like to see like Rogue Squadron redone. Aren't they making a new? You one? know what? I want to see a remake. They're making of? a show. The but ET not- game. Yeah, the Atari ET game needs a re-up. Just saying. Remaster that bit. Put some landscaping up in that area. And those holes you drop down into, you know, make them look like holes. Pitfall. Just saying. saying. (laughs) Oh, Pitfall was fun. I love Pitfall. (laughs) That was a fun fucking game. Uh, Let's let's remake Snake. There we go. (laughs) Centipede. Watch, it'd be fucking awesome because it'd be like 3D. It'd be like running around it'd be fucking cool i bet it'd be awesome first person yeah vr that would be fun i would play that See, i think technically they've remade pitfall a bunch of times they just call it tomb raider no 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 they actually did remake uh pitfall up until i think the last one was like for computer only and uh yeah i think it was called like pitfall 3do or some shit like that not terrible and I, if I'm not mistaken, they also had one for PlayStation 1. Um, and I think they had James Woods voicing. Ew. It was terrible, but... Yeah, yeah, but Xbox and... I mean, really, the Tomb Raider took up where Pitfall left off. Pitfall 3D, oh, yeah. Beyond the Jungle. And honestly, the last, the last three Tomb Raider games have been really fucking solid. Because they went through a long time where the, the Tomb Raider games were just garbage. But then they um, like they took a break and then they they released. Um, it was kind of a reboot. Um, yeah, it was it was like a soft reboot and it it uh, it was really solid. And I think it's what led to the, like the the movie reboot, which was okay. It wasn't as great as it should have been. But that that movie follows along the first game. 
Was that the Tomb Raider that they came out with where Laura was more anatomically correct? Well, the graphics were better, so yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when that came out, and I really wanted to play it, but yeah, it didn't have that, so I didn't. Well, so I can loan you. Eh, it's all right. It's, it's past the point now. I don't care. So the oh, Final Fantasy me, you, you remake. You start playing it, and you'll care. The Final Fantasy remake is supposed to be coming out for PS5 and PC with new story content. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to wait until they drop them all. Give me the. Yeah, just wait till the there's the collector edition. pack. That's, I'll yeah. download them all, play them back to back with all the DLC. Yeah, fuck them. I'm not paying $60 <laughs> a pop to have half the fucking story every goddamn time. They're like, well, here's a third of the story, but it's only half of that third. Yeah. I, I got the entirety of Witcher 3 on sale for five bucks with all of its extensions and DLCs. And I was like, Me? Yeah. yeah, I got and that. I haven't too. played it yet. Do you have <laughs> yeah, the Epic? The Did you download the Epic app? Yeah, I have Epic Launcher and I also have yep. um, Steam. Steam. Yeah, that's cool. it. Honestly, that's what I used to tell people. Steam, I'm not, Steam, a, Steam. Steam, I'm not Steam, a recent Steam. gamer because I only bought one game ever at for like a pre-release and that was bioshock 2 which hands down still awesome game but after that it became one of those things if i wait a year i can get the exact same game but the game of the year edition with all the dlc already built into it for about 20 bucks someone's got a lot of patience (laughs) yeah i I, I mean i i do the same thing with with books i'm also broke so <laughs> I'm not going to pay 15 to $25 for a brand new book because it sounds good. I'm going to wait for it to come out six months to, or sometimes three months to a year later for it to be one to $5 on for my Kindle. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'll wait. I've got literally thousands of books that I already own. It's okay. So, See, and that's a weird thing for me because since I don't like e-readers, it, there's something I need that tangible nature of a book um, that I, I don't have a problem spending 15 bucks for a new book if it's something I'm excited about. Well, if you Hell, go to I'll something... even pay the 30 bucks for the hardbound copy of, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it is when it comes out. But I'm a bargain book shopper. So Thriftbooks.com. Yep. I get books from there all the time because I, I will read. I read physical, e-read, and audio. So I usually have one of each going all the time so um i love my e-reader i think it's the best thing ever especially i think i fell in love with the e-reader because i was traveling so much and i had so little space so that really helped me um that's fair so but now that i'm like sort of established in one spot i can um amass my book collection but i still have like thousands on my e-reader which i'm perfectly fine with i just whatever (laughs) Yeah, you see, all I got is that. That's still a lot. That's a lot. I love uh, mass market paperbacks. Um, I'm collecting. My goal is to get all of the uh, Wheel of Time books in mass market used paperbacks. Oh. I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah, I have a shelf to Robert Jordan, but I just picked this up and it's like, well, I got to try it. Got to try it. They're good. I liked them. I've been hearing that a lot, and that's why I was yeah. like, "Fuck it." I I'm hear nothing. I, really, but, I hear nothing, but his books are complete garbage. I enjoyed See, it. I really weird? liked them. 
Well, and I this think is the, a lot of that comes because he's thing. an asshole, was. <laughs> the Wheel of Time books, like the Eye of the World and even the Great Hunt, somewhat the Dragon Reborn was okay, but it fucking bottomed out for the last books, all the way until Jordan's death and when... Um, Brandon Sanders. Sanders. Sanderson. Yeah, Sanderson, Sanderson took it over. Oh, man, they got so much Brando better. Sandow. And they just burned through. And it's like, I actually just picked up one of his books, too, The Way of Kings. Yes, I'm going to start that. I'm so excited because um, I never knew anything about Brandon Sanderson. And then watching all the booktube and then joining that YouTube booktube community myself, I was like, holy shit. And um, I read my first Sanderson last year and it was Skyward. And I read the second one. I just finished it. Oh, my gosh. Now, I'm not a big YA reader. I don't typically like YA. Even as a teenager, I did not like YA. But Spencer... I have never related so hard to a character. <laughs> she was 15, 16, 17 year old Sam. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I just loved her so much. But how can a 30, like 40, 40 year old man write a relatable teenager better than a lot of women? Can? I think of a man, I take away reason and accountability. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's Terry Goodkind. That's what you get there. <laughs> oh, come on. That was a good quote from a very terrible Jack Nicholson. i know (laughs) but you know honestly it's i like when people tell me that the book series are good and honestly the eye of the world i picked up just sight unseen i was like i'm in the mood for some cheese dick fantasy bring it on and honestly i literally did buy it because of the cover i was like "Ooh, you look just tasty and it was it was an awesome book but the problem with Jordan was, is he had the reluctant hero issue and he really hammers that home. I don't want to be the one. You're the one. I don't want to be the one. Well, yeah. tough shit. I know okay, he really like solidified that trope. Yeah. It just burned it into the dirt though is the problem. And then he got uber political. He kind of went the way of, you know, Martin uh, towards the mid to later books. And it's like, dude. I get it. It's an important facet of this story, but it's fucking boring to read, dude. Dude, dude. dude. Yeah, my goal is to start this. It's back to the horn. I, oh, I have such a hard time with long. If it's longer than a trilogy, I'm like, uh, I'll probably never get to this. And so, you're excited I, about the Eye of the World? There's, I am. books in it. I know. 14, 15. There's 15. She'll never get to is it. 15? I'll yeah, never finish it. <laughs> well, I'll at least start you're em. not trying for the Piers Anthony Zamp, you know, saga. Piers Who's Anthony, this? I think, is breaking records at 62 books to his Zamp series. Jeez. Jim Butcher is another one I'd like to read. I think, Bryce, you've read Jim Butcher, didn't you? I don't think so. There's there's one series I'm trying to remember the name of that I started reading and there was there was a lot of books that I had to catch up and they were like 900 page novels and I think I got through most of them but I just I burned myself out because I just went nonstop. Is it Robin Hobb? Let me go check them out. I can't remember what they are. Let me go see if I can find them. I have the two trilogies of Robin Hobb that I got all on on um thrift books and i got the whole trilogy all mass market paperbacks for under 15 dollars each and i bought them both at separate times so i was like oh yes thrifting 
<laughs> it's Steven Erickson. Uh, oh yeah, is that the Malazan series? Yeah. I got my You're friend the first dwarfs. two books of that. Now Malazan is is like from my understanding, Malaz- the Malazan series is like the really in-depth kind of dry type of fantasy. There's a and lot of information in it. He likes his words. Yes. But I hear that he's very good. It is, they're very good books when they actually start getting into some of it, mm-hmm. but they are very dense because there's so many characters to remember. There's so many different gods and characters and you're jumping around and you're like, wait, who the fuck is this? <laughs> I'm trying to see. Let me look at the Wikipedia and see if I can figure out how many of them I got through. And I'm not going to lie. I actually really do enjoy a lot of uh, young adult reading just out of sheer principle. It's Usually it's better. incredibly easy to digest. And it's basically like um, my Myth Adventures books. Oh, I fucking love Robert Asprin so much. Because, I, I mean, seven. the books are only like two maybe 300 pages long but they're just chock full of stupid funny jokes and it's it's like popcorn you can just hammer a bunch of it in your face and you're just like yes well it, it, people, people like to give people shit about the types of books they read and it's like i'm gonna read what i like you know sometimes i mean i love a cheesy romance book they're yes. fun they're easy to digest and i read a lot of heavy shit so, yeah. like, I finished My Dark Vanessa and Lolita back-to-back. I needed something cheesy right. after that. So, yeah, I read a YA book. <laughs> it doesn't well, make you any less of a reader, any less sophisticated of a person. Again, I don't know that if you can see it or not, but, like, my top shelf is filled with nothing but, like, classic, collected works, Homer, The Odyssey, and these are all books that I have read at great length multiple times my favorite is my yale shakespeare but that's just because i'm a shakespeare dork but again i have my heavy reading i have Mm -hmm. you know religious texts that i've made it all the way through and but honestly for my money for my entertainment value fucking young adults where it's at because they get to the point they stick to the story they try not to over fluff it and fuck it. You're good after that. One of mm-hmm. one of the best series I ever read was uh, the Night Angel tril- trilogy. They all came out within about a month of each other because he wrote all three at the same time. <laughs> so the, all three books flowed right into each other and it was fucking nice. amazing. I love yeah. the story. It kept you engaged and it was straightforward. And there were still a lot of like surprises of like, holy shit, I did not expect that to happen. So that was a really good series. I think it was uh, Brent Weeks is the one who wrote that. Oh, I have a, the first three books in Name of the Wind, and I'm so looking forward to reading. The oh, no, that's two? not Brent Weeks. No, you have um, the first two. You do not have the third one. <laughs> History of the World Part One. <laughs> there's <laughs> no, there's that's, also, he's also got some offshoots. Oh, my gosh. No, Brent. Damn it. Now I'm like, Patrick now I'm getting Rothfuss. my fantasy authors mixed no, Patrick up. Rothfuss. Patrick Rothfuss. Yeah, yes. Rothfuss is Name of the Wind. Brent Still Weeks. waiting on book three after like 10 fucking years. I'm Another trilogy. <laughs> Another trilogy I'm really looking forward to is Stop The Red Sister. Shit playing on Twitch. <laughs> is The Red Sister <laughs> series by Mark Lawrence. So the only thing I know about these books that I cannot wait to get into is that they're none assassins. <laughs> 
I'm well, that's, so excited. That's almost like a setup for like one of the movies that would make it on trailer trash at that yeah, point. Yeah, right. But like in books, it's so much better. Jim, what's in your favorite world, book series? <laughs> where religious purity only Since, comes to back. those who none. <laughs> none are above these nuns. <laughs> I like it. Oh, stupid. I know that it's going to work for me this week because there's something seriously wrong. Uh, oh, this Savage lag and I don't know. It just started with this Zoom call. So I tried everything I could to try and get it to. Uh, Is there anything updating in the background? It just updated. So I restarted it to think maybe that would, you know, uh, mm. get everything to rights, but yeah, at this point, I'm not sure. Uh, you try turning off your video. Would be yeah. I was gonna suggest turn off your video. Yeah, because it sounds it like it might be in just a um, like a slow internet issue. So I mean, if you try shutting that off, maybe that'll help. Cool. Uh, the Nine Princes and Amber series by Roger Zelazny. I've hmm. never heard of those ones. Yeah, I can't say that it has. How many books are there? Uh, ten in the whole series. First five are with uh, Corwin, um, and the ne- the second five are all of his son uh, and his adventures. Uh, I think his son's name is Merlin. So there's a lot of eye rolling uh, at some of the stuff. But the guy that wrote it, Roger Zelazny, is like a legit author. He uh, was a Hugo Nebula Science Fiction Award winner. And uh, just a highfalutin kind of kind of cat, but one of my buddies in high school, one of my D and D nerd friends, was like, uh, he found this book one day, and he said he couldn't put it down. And I was not a reader uh, recreationally at the time, so anything to get me motivated to read was a Herculean effort. And everybody that got a hold of it, because it like got passed around to my friends, uh, everyone said if you can get through the first three chapters you'll be hooked until you're until you read the last uh the 10th book and i'm like that's a bold statement so i uh started reading it and it starts off with uh the main character wakes up in a hospital and he's got amnesia and so as he's learning information the reader's learning information so it was a interesting writing style i hadn't uh, seen before and it was smart and funny and uh the guy in the book did some stuff i'm like i would have done that like so it it hooked me Relatable. in, and then by the time he gets his memory back, which does happen fairly you know, about about the third or fourth chapter, um, or he starts getting more of the pieces filled in, by that point you're like, okay, well now I gotta know what who the fuck this guy is, and so when you get to that point, it's about halfway through, and then you're just it's off to the races. And yeah, I was I would wake up, and I, I never had a book series like this where I would walk around and read and just use my peripheral vision. To, to sort of, you know, bump into shit, but like, you know, with like less damage or whatever. And yeah, I would like, I take it to the bathroom. I would take it like, it was just, it was a constant with me. And uh, yeah, like it was, it was the first series that got me excited to read and, and uh, wanting to, to find out what the next story, where that went. So that's awesome. I love reading. Honestly, I everyone should do it. I, I yeah. and that's one of those things where it's really nice, just like you, Jim. For the longest time, I was a uh, 
uh, reader by necessity. You know, it's like the class books that we had to read. It's like, okay, yeah, I'll read that. Yeah. I fucking hated that shit, though. But honestly, the book that got me to passionately seek out books to read, I'll be honest, full uh, disclosure, it was Harry Potter. A That's a lot. Mine, that was a lot of people's gateway. Dude, it was... And it was one of those things, too, where it happened kind of late for me in the respects I was in high school. Yep, me too. And my buddy in my one of my classes, he was sitting there and he was reading book two. And at the time, I didn't think much of it. I had heard about it because fuck who didn't at the time. And I was like, are they actually any good? He goes, dude, they are fucking amazing. And around that time, the second movie had come out and we went and we watched the first movie because it was fun. Yeah, why the fuck not? Went and watched the second movie, and I was like, you know what? That was a lot of fucking fun. I don't have to think too hard about it. There's not much to it. It's like, fuck yeah, that was a lot of fun. I'm going to give this a shot. And I picked up book three. And I started reading from book three. And as soon as I finished that, I was like, holy fuck, I love this. So I jumped on book four, which was the latest at the time. Of course, my favorite. See, Three will always be my favorite because it was my genuine introduction to reading these stories. Four, I really liked. Five was fucking phenomenal. Six broke my heart. And seven was amazing. And it was it was awesome because it was that progression. And I read them up until book four. Then I went back and read one and two, realized how the movies were close, but not quite there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then went completely off the rail. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Movie three, I'd never been so fucking heartbroken in my life. Because at this point, I had gotten through, I want to say, book six. Like, book six had come out, and I was like, fuck yes, they're going to give me number three. Yeah. I went and watched book number three, and I was so fucking furious. I was like, you missed every good part of the book, you assholes. I was actually pretty upset about it but at the same time i was like ah fuck it whatever the first two movies were good enough to get me into the series everything after that has kind of been shit the last two movies for book seven okay you okay you did all right so i have a harry potter literary admission to make first uh i resisted reading them for a long time because i was like I don't want to read the popular book because I was having a snobby phase. Okay. We have yes. all been there. <laughs> and um, um, then I was like, you know, why miss out on a potentially good book? So I said, fuck it. You know, and I read it and I really enjoyed them, but I have a hard time with series with follow through. And I've still never read the final book. <laughs> I own two editions. I've never read it. I could never get through the first book. I read the first few chapters and I was like, yeah, this ain't fucking for me. <laughs> and that, there's nothing wrong with that. If yeah. it's for yeah, you or it's fair. not. There was, there was one series I was reading. I got, it was, uh, it was a trilogy. I got through the first two books. I was like, I fucking love this. Got the third book. I started reading it. I got halfway through and I was like, this is a fucking garbage finale. I was like, I can't finish it. So I never finished the series. Because it was so bad. I was so disappointed because I wanted to know what happened. But he just like shit the bed on that one. So bad. There's one book series that I I need to catch up on. But um, have any of you guys ever read Steve Alton's The Meg series? Mm -hmm. Yes. Megalodon. Yes. Thank you. I (laughs) 
love these these books. They're so little silly, little out there. But I also read The Lock, which is another one of his. And I it's about the Loch Ness monster and they find out what it is and all this, that, and the other. Well, so was that in, cheesy uh was that cheesy action movie based on the book series? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but the book okay. is so much better. So I highly recommend the movie. The book is Jaws on steroids. The book is so much better. And Steve Alton does a lot of great work with kids in schools to get books into schools. So he also does his research on like he's like, isn't he like an expert in oceanography or something like that? Something like something like that. Either that or shark conservation, because actually he um, he has come out with a new edition with updated science of the, his of the original Meg book. Oh, nice! So right. he will actually update his books with correct science, which is really cool. So I love this series. So after book four, you have book five, which is Night Stalkers. That's the one I, I'm reading next. Um, whenever I get to it, um, but between that, there's a little book called Vostok, and it actually brings together the main character from the Meg and the main character from the Lock. And I was I like, I haven't read that one yet. Don't. Yeah, that's don't? don't okay it is i and i love steve alton's books and i was so excited to read Vostok because we're gonna have two of my favorite characters of these cheesy monster books come together in one book and i was so excited and i've never hated i i hate this book so much and it's Aww. made me pause on night stalkers even though i've loved book one through four so i'm like oh no so well, night I, yeah. stalkers if i remember correctly it's been a little bit since I, I've read it, Night Stalkers was pretty damn good. Good. Okay. Yeah. I own it. I, just yeah. I, didn't, I didn't go into the lock or any, the any lock is like good. I just, I just stayed with the, the Meg series. Um, is Hell's Aquarium before Night Stalkers or after? Before Hell's Aquarium is book two or three. Yeah. Like Hell's book Aquarium three. was great. Trench. Yeah. The Trench is book two. Hell's Aquarium is three. Yeah. Night Stalkers isn't as good as Hell's Aquarium, but it's still solid. Oh, that's good because I like Hell's Aquarium. Yeah, Hell's Aquarium because that that that's when you start following his son. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, okay, Highly yeah. Very, yeah. Night Stalkers, it gets really dark. <laughs> no pun intended. Hell's yeah, Hell's Aquarium sounds like a very very strange and specific like sex bar, like <laughs> you know. very it's exclusive. Right. Very exclusive. Yeah, it's right next to Only Dan's. There's a lot of water sports at Hell's Aquarium. A lot. Oh, yeah, I'm not, gross. I'm not trying to, uh, you know, uh, put any kind of shade or shame on anyone's sexual proclivities, provided it's of, you no know, consenting age. Yeah. And, you know, I would say preferred, you know, species on species, call me old fashioned. But, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, some people, they go to the aquarium for personal reasons. <laughs> So I'm on a fish slap. There is a book series that I am ashamed to say that I got suckered into uh, reading, but I never finished. And I'm so glad. Yes. (laughs) No. So, so here's what happened. No, Sam. He said he, no, Sam. He said he didn't finish. I know. Yeah. He finished Twilight. So here's here's what happened. So didn't there's finish Twilight. there's four books in the Twilight series, and it was right around the time that the first movie was coming out, and the trailer made the movie look good, 
and I'm kind of a fan of the vampire genre. Uh huh. No. Yeah. You? So no. I read Twilight. <laughs> Dude, you gotta really be a fan. Really be a fan. So here's here's what I learned from reading Twilight. No, no judgment, James. Fucking fangirls should not be given book deals. It was an awful fucking book. But there were elements in it that was like, if she had spent more time on these elements, this could be a really good series. And you know, movie comes out. It's filmed <clears throat> in and around the Portland area. So I go see the movie. And that really pretty much solidified my hate for Kristen Stewart because she is literally just a cardboard cutout in everything. I can't stand her. Yeah. She is a paper doll through and through. Um, but, uh, gotta give it to Robert Pattinson. He was acting his ass off. It's just a terrible fucking script. Have you seen his interviews about that movie after it's fucking hilarious. He just Cedric Diggory for the win. Oh, he fucking hates he fucking hates oh. that he did those movies yeah and he hates the character he can't you know but i i read all four of those books so and i always kind of like okay i read them moved on so here's what happened i made mm -hmm. it through and with each progressive book that i made it through i hated myself more and more i get into the fourth book and as soon as the fucking guy like jaws um was it imprints on the on the baby? Yeah, I threw the yes. book across the room and went fuck this shit. I was like, ew, fuck this I, shit. I, I wanted to write. I wanted to write that fucking whore who wrote that series and and ask her to give me my life back. See, <laughs> with Stephanie Meyer, I don't. She's not an incompetent writer. She's an incompetent storyteller. Cause she can, but supposedly the host was a good, a good I, book, but I, I couldn't read it I because read it. I read Twilight first. <laughs> um, That's fair. I, I own the host. I, I own that one. And uh, I got it for like five bucks or like two bucks at, uh, cause every year, except for, you know, 2020 being the COVID year, but um, I go to the, what's it called? Um, the half price yeah. books fair, which is a weekend of, all books, no matter what they are, how new, how old, whatever, they're two dollars. Okay, my and wife is salivating. You need to uh, stop talking. And the mass market paperbacks are fifty cents. So, nice. you know, I I've loaded up on books, and I think I got it there, but I've never read it because same like you're saying. I was like, yeah, but Twilight was just so awful. Eh. And I just yeah, and see, here's the thing too. Eh. Reading Twilight, I'm just sitting there going, Bella is such a fucking, why is this vampire attracted to, and then it was like, well, because it's like, this is like every girl's fantasy. She has to be like the every girl, but she is so like pathetic. And she's suddenly she's like, before. like everyone wants her. And it's like, this is, this is the, the, the unpopular girl's fantasy in literary form. <laughs> That's, That's because exactly she's the SS McGuffin. Oh, and then Kristen Stewart. Worst I refuse to watch her. Yeah, I refuse to watch the uh, the movies uh, for the longest time, but I found a pretty good parody 
of the first Twilight, and uh, the main character, I guess it was Bella, is, is yeah. her name? Yeah. Uh, in this movie, her name was On We. <laughs> I'm just like, that's just perfect. Just, yeah, just French for disinterested. That's pretty much what the fuck her performance brings to the goddamn table. I really wish yes. someone would rewrite Twilight and have it go the way it should and that she just gets killed. <laughs> have, you seen, um, have you seen the book Life and Death, which is the gender swapped version? Oh, Christ. And then there's Midnight Sun, which just came out. That's told from it's the same book, Twilight, number one, told from Edward's point of view. Not even a good band name, Midnight Sun. Well, that's that horse is really good and beaten, I think. Didn't they do a gender swap of the fucking uh, um, Fifty Shades of Grey? Well, that's that's what happened because uh, Fifty Shades was Twilight garbage. Fiction was the Twilight fan fiction. Um, Stephanie Meyer's Midnight Sun. The first few chapters got leaked. And then E.L. James jumped on that and was like, oh, so then she did the same thing Stephanie Myers was going to do because E.L. James is a shitty person. Um, so she's she's she jumped on that. And then uh, Stephanie Myers was like, well, fine, I'm not releasing this. And it you wasn't know what a- series I wish I have finished, but I've been warned against it. Twilight? Fifty Dude. Shades of Grey. I've read book one, loved it. I don't know if I want to read it anymore. <laughs> So okay, so here's that's the thing. what I've been told, and that's what concerns me. So here's it's like I heard some things. Yeah. <laughs> so here's here's the thing, because I fucking love Dune. I love the first book. Dune, the original Dune book is a great fucking story, hands down, one of the best sci-fi's of all time. The problem is. With each successive book, it does a time jump. And with each time jump, it loses what made Dune great. So Children of Dune, which is the second book, is... Dune Messiah. Dune Messiah is like the third or fourth. Okay. Um, The God Emperor of Dune. Children of Dune is essentially... So if Dune is the rise of Paul Atreides... Children of Dune is the fall. By the end of by the end of Children of Dune, Paul Atreides is no longer the hero. He's like this. He's a shell of himself. Um. Oh, you're giving spoilers. I don't fucking care that that series is fucking forty years old. If you haven't read it by now. <laughs> oh my Dune, god! Think, uh, spoilers. Oh my god! No, my. Hey, I'm gonna wait so for the graphic novel version. Terrible. I thought the, uh, I thought the last, uh, the last Dune book was uh, Ernest Goes to Dune. I thought that was the last one. He <laughs> just jumped the sandworm. Well, so here's here's the thing with Dune Messiah. Dune Messiah is um, the lead up to. Uh, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, it's the lead up to God Emperor Dune. Uh, so Where Dune Messiah follows the great worm. No, that's actually, so here's the thing. So, um, children of Dune introduces oh. us to Paul's children. Um, and then Dune Messiah focuses more on 
Paul's youngest son, who begins turning into a fucking sandworm. Well, they don't come from nowhere. And then, uh, no, they they don't, don't fucking, fucking form from humans. <laughs> um, and then God Emperor of Doom is essentially the death of the worm emperor. It's a really weird the way it goes, but with each one, it gets worse and worse and worse until his son takes over and starts telling the stories that lead up to Dune. So like House Harkonnen, House Atreides. Um, I think he did one for, uh, for um, the emperor whose uh, house I forget, but they, they essentially, those stories tell the stories of the houses and the, you know, it gives like the whole history of the lands rod and all that stuff. That stuff's great. But the actual Frank Herbert books after Dune get progressively worse, kind of like twilight. Except that was garbage to start. Yeah. Um, there's really good stuff in those books, <laughs> but you get, yeah. you start getting so far away from what made Dune great. And Dune is a hard book to read. It's it's a slog to get through. I did it on audio, and even that was difficult. Yeah. Josie got the audio book, too, and with all the voice actors and shit. Yeah, and I got the full cast, it. and it was still it's still a slog. But Yeah, it's like 27 hours. Yeah, but if you get through Dune, you realize, I mean, this, this yeah. is a great fucking book. So imagine that slog getting harder each book. <laughs> Well, 27 hours of audiobook. I mean, hell, that's just two flights from here to England and then England home. So, I mean, you know, there's that. I listen to the stand on audio, which is 48 hours. So uh, when I'm like, I've done a 48 hour book, I own a 52 hour book, which I'm excited to get into. I I have Shogun is 52 hours. Um, But I also listen to it at a 1.5. I would love to do Shogun. I've I've tried a couple of times to do Shogun. That's. That's a hard one to get. That's why into. I got it on audio. Yeah, I need to do that too. But Shogun's so, one of those ones I really want to want to read. A series you don't want to listen to on an audiobook? There are some. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It is horrendous. That's because the As guy reading it has no he's charisma. He's fucking terrible. Yeah, he's, he's got no charisma. And he's got one voice. Yeah. He's horrendous. I'll be honest, I really enjoy Martin's writing styles. Um, my only big issue that I've had with those books is I like the short, fat little books, you know, just cause, but those short, fat little books are really hard for me to read because everything is little like, tiny print, just that much smaller than most books of its size. You got old man eyes. Like, Time for some reading glasses there, bud. Copy and it yeah. was like fat. Yeah, I got my little uh, Jane Austen book, and just the text is awful <laughs> in these. But it's such a cute little little book. It's <laughs> so but I'm like, you know what? I have her entire right collection. Pocket. Like, I have her entire collection on audio and on my e-reader. So I'll just do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. That is fair. Uh, there's so many good authors. There really are. There really, really There's a are. book that I'm, I'm, I started reading when I was in high school, and I would love to finish it. Um, it's just I can't find it, and I believe it's called, I believe, 
It's called I Ninja. And it's basically following this ninja uh, assassin. Uh, I don't remember a lot of the details, but what I do remember is this, this crime boss gets into the jacuzzi with this girl who is about to turn state's evidence or something like that, but she's still trying to play the role of good girlfriend. And he basically screws her with a revolver in the jacuzzi. And then just as she orgasms, he shoots her and kills her. It is one of the most intense graphic scenes I've ever read. It was like, this hey, is I don't believe great- it's I Ninja because that's I'm not finding anything. Yeah, for I was that. just looking that up. I was like, yeah, hmm. I can't I can't remember the full title, but I do remember the cover. And uh, I really wish I could find it again. I know there's there were so many books that I read like high school at like in high school and just out of high school that I'm like, they're the ones that kept me reading and get got me oh, into more. I found it. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's called The Ninja. It's by Eric Van Lustbader. That's a name. That is a name. <laughs> I see why that scene captivated you. Like, well, that's a name. That's I'm going to look into that book when the show's done. It's a name that more than likely appears on more than one watch list. Yeah, right? <laughs> that's it, right? I'm kind of wondering if he did more. Oh, yeah. yeah he's got that. a bunch. He's an interesting looking fellow. Again, one of my favorite authors as of oh. recently has got to be Robert Asprin. Turns out he he started writing the Bourne series for Robert Ludlum. That's interesting. Hmm. Yeah, if you guys are ever in the mood for something super cheesy and super stupid and but highly enjoyable, Robert Asprin. The Myth Adventures of Oz and Skeeb. Heard of that. Okay, now that you say that, okay. Yeah, that's my boy. Because they're they're just incredibly stupid fun to read. They're not necessary at all. They're not real big thinkers of a book. It's literally popcorn novelization, and it's funny as fuck. I enjoy them so much. um, Ryan introduced, like, Ryan and I are two very different readers (laughs) uh we like very different things we do have some overlap but he will hold on to a series of books and reread them and he's got to read them one after another after another quickly whereas i'm very meandering with my series like (laughs) so there's this book series uh the expeditionary force by craig allenson and the audiobooks are by are narrated by rc bray who has his own uh con around him which is crazy for an audiobook narrator. So, um, and Expeditionary Force, he convinced me to listen to book one. And I listened to it. I loved it. It was great. It was funny, a really sassy AI in there. And I just loved him. Um, so, Ryan has read all nine books plus number 10 that had come out and number 11, like literally just dropped this last week. Uh, he read all them multiple times at least three times by the time it took me to get to book two (laughs) so we're two very different readers um do you guys do any sort of book tracking when you read do you do any like goals or tracking or anything like that no challenges no i don't know but i I can say that i'm very much like ryan in the respects that when i start a series of books 
I usually like to marathon that. Beginning to end, yep, on. me too. Um, I wish Resident I could Evil do that. novelizations. I, I marathon those for, I want to say a good year or so. They were fun. Um, Robert Asprin again. I got most of his stuff. I think there's only two more that I'm having a hell of a time locating because, being as they're pocketbooks and they're not overly popular, they're really kind of hard to come by. And I want to say there's like 14 in the series, but again, only like two, 300 pagers. So it's not like you can't really find a whole lot of compendiums of them, but if you did, it'd be only about that fat. Um, but yeah, I bet you they're all on an e-reader. Well, and that's the thing. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing readers you. are for, you know, people who, you know, have lives and travel and, you know, are Money. smart and not yeah. all about their carbon footprint being as big as them. Um, yeah, that's not me. That's not me. <laughs> Fuck trees. I'm curious one. why, uh, I'm curious if anyone knows why there was never a Calvin and Hobbes movie or TV show. I know the author was pretty apprehensive oh, about the overcurrent commercialization of it, but it's because he wouldn't, uh, he wouldn't allow it. There's actually a really great documentary on him and his life on Amazon. And it goes over why he won't allow it. Is that called? I'm sorry. What's it called? Oh, um, let me look it up because it's been a while since I've watched it. <laughs> yeah, no, I think Bill Watterson was really smart by mm-hmm. keeping Calvin and Hobbes close to his chest. Um, Cause if he, if he had let it go, like not just the over commercialization, but what they would have done to it. I mean, they would have, they would have totally destroyed what made Calvin and Hobbes yep. so good. There was an attempt. I remember, uh, briefly it had like a very short uh life i don't know if it was just a quick premiere or if it was like a one-off or what but um if memory serves the guy that played miles on murphy brown the nerdy little guy with the glasses he was the voice of calvin if, if this weird you know half memory is correct and i'm not sure who voiced hobbs but I kind of vaguely remember that that was uh, a thing that happened briefly and it was not popular and it disappeared quickly as well. Um, I did put it in the chat, but for those listening who are curious, it's called Dear Mr. Watterson. Gotcha. If you want to get a good cry in, check it out on Amazon. It was very good. I was really, and I was really like wrapped up in that one um, because I, I, I adore Calvin and Hobbes and I have the whole collection. Um, my ex... Um, one of the only decent exes I have, like, you know, one, uh, he got it for me, um, when we were still together and it's, I cherish it. I love it so much, not because of him, but because it's Calvin and Hobbes. <laughs> um, clearly, clearly. <laughs> hey, there's a reason they're exes, right? Right. Bye bitch. No, so, um, so, uh, no, that was, re- it was a really special present and I, I love it. And, um, the first time my nephews ever visited me, it was the first thing they saw in my apartment is before I was in the house. And then they just immediately like grabbed it and started looking through it. And I'm like, Oh, that was just I, really sweet. I became a fan of Calvin and Hobbes when it was on, uh, Still in, in the, the newspapers. The, yeah. The Sunday comics. And I went to uh, a bookstore and I found the first collection because the first collection had just come out. 
So I bought it because I loved Calvin and Hobbes so much. And I brought it home and I left it on the coffee table one day. And I, I, cause I had to go to work. I came home and my mom was reading it and she was like, there were like tears streaming down her face <laughs> cause she was laughing and crying because she looked at me and she, she held it up and she's like, this is you. <laughs> and I was like, you've never complimented me before. <laughs> it was the greatest compliment slash backhanded insult. <laughs> We take them when we get them, you know? Yeah. But we used to yeah, have to. I, I think I related with Calvin because, I mean, he was such an imaginative little troublemaker, and so was I. We used to have to go through this whole routine every time my brother burped because, you know, we were taught manners growing up, and you say, excuse me. And there's a comic strip. There's one strip oh, yeah. of Calvin and Hobbes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And... uh the mom says, what do we say? And Calvin says, you have some oh. smart ass answer. Yeah. And Calvin says, uh, sure feels better going down than coming up. <laughs> and then the mom says, what do we say? And he says, oh, there must have been a bar. It feels like a barge coming through. And she goes, three strikes and you're out, kiddo. And he says, excuse me. So we used to have to play that out every single time to get my brother to say, excuse me, after he burped. It was fucking hilarious. Outstanding. <laughs> Better out than in is what my grandmother always used to say. He was such an interesting little character, too, because he was like, I mean, he was clearly like a huge troublemaker, but he would have these moments, like these philosophical moments that were mm -hmm. just like so profound. Well, um, Calvin and Hobbes are both named after famous theologians, so that makes sense. Because that's what Watterson was very interested in that. And to bring that to like the childish imagination of the world being so much bigger than, than Calvin. So I have a one-off comic somewhere that I found online years ago that Watterson drew of himself at his, at his easel. And he's looking down at Calvin and he's going, Hey kid, could you do something interesting? I'm on a deadline. And Calvin's <laughs> holding out his hands going, What's it worth to you? <laughs> <laughs> Which is exactly how he would respond. Nice. That's cute. And I well, think anyway, that was, folks. Are you 15, out? It's 6 o'clock. Well, yeah. this has been Reading Rainbow with Not Another Podcast. <laughs> Look, yeah, it has been. LeVar Burton rules. Uh, next week, guys, <laughs> it is trailer trash time. So... I think it's just you and me, Bryce. I guess, yeah. Yeah, everyone else has gotten their picks, so uh, I guess we got to bring it because after, after... Are we doing Danny, a theme? Well, after Danny's pick, it should be easy. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think, but... <laughs> I don't know. Do we want to do a theme or do we just want to bring it? I don't care. If we do, if we do a theme, I would like to offer up Under the Sea. So sea-themed movies? You just want to watch the Meg again, don't you? No, that movie sucked. You <laughs> want to watch Two-Headed Shark Attack again. Yeah, but it looked good. No, Water I've seen world. it. You can't pick that one. No, we don't have she to do a theme. I'm just... Kevin Costner drink his own pee. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't there's like that? that? There's, there's that Hell's Aquarium we're talking about. 
I'm going to have to do a theme. I was just. <laughs> I'm down for doing under the seam. What do you say, Bryce? Sure. I'm sure, I can find some piece of garbage. Oh yeah, I don't think it'll be that hard. The only reason I thought of that one was because I saw um, a new horror mermaid movie that just came out, and I was like, "Hmm." So that's the first thing that came to mind. Send me the link, Sam. I'm going to need it for trailer trash. Okay, I'll send it She's already watched it. We can't watch it. I haven't watched it yet. She's watched Ooh. the trailer. Okay. <laughs> okay. The, the other thing is with trailer trash, we are going to actually, whatever we pick, we're going to try and watch all together. So yeah, oh I checked God, out no. that, that uh, watch party thing that Bryce sent me, and I think we should be able to do it. Do you, do, awesome. Are we still, are we going to test it? Yeah. Uh, Samantha, why don't you and I uh, figure out a time like Saturday? Um, I have radio hour Saturday, so. How Bye, dare Danny. you. Um, but I can Hi, do Danny. Sunday. Bye. Okay, let's let's yeah. actually if you can hold out, um I can do it around I can do it around. Actually, if you're not busy, we could do it now. Okay. Okay. I'm not busy. Um so to the rest of you, we say good night. Thank you for Unless you want to stay and test it. Unless you want to stay and test. Real quick. If I could. Uh, yes. uh Interested, uh, anyone listening, want to check me out on the world famous Frank show? Uh, I've got like kind of recurring characters there. Uh, I can check it out, it streams on YouTube and on Facebook. Not really that safe for work, but uh, like I said, the uh, the headphones listen they are recorded and uploaded both to YouTube and Facebook. So, uh, so yeah, I did one on Tuesday called Depressed White Privilege. Uh, about a um, basically a white supremacist who runs a bakery called White Flour. <laughs> <laughs> Let's check that out. Uh, go, go over to a world famous Frank show. World famous Frank show. And uh, Jim's interview with Timmy is also up on Patreon, and we will have a teaser up on YouTube uh, soon. Sweet. Yay. That's it for us this week. Uh, we'll talk to you next week when we come at it with trailers. Yay. We'll talk Bye. to you next Bye. See ya. Thank you for listening to Not Another Podcast. There are so many places for you to find us outside of www.notanotherpodcast.com. For instance, you can find us on Facebook at Not Another Podcast. You can also find us on Tumblr at www.notanotherpodcast.tumblr.com. You can also find me, Samantha Stark, on Twitter at Samantha Stark 3 And you can find James on Twitter as well under James Spooky, spelled with an I-E, not a Y. And you wanted it, you asked for it, you got it. You can also find us now on iTunes under, you guessed it, Not Another Podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Peace out, Not Another Podcasters.